You're listening to the Small Town Monsters Broadcasting Network. You can find out more about this and other network shows, as well as Small Town Monsters films, books, our upcoming Kickstarter campaign, and much more at smalltownmonsters.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another Small Town Monsters Sunday night live after show live stream, whatever you want to call it. Uh, my name is Aaron, and I'm your host. I need a haircut, and my shirt has ET on it. That's your fact for the week. I hope everybody's having a great weekend. I hope you have checked out and enjoyed the film that we're talking about tonight, Sasquatch on Earth, Mountain State Monsters, Man versus Beast. If not, be sure to head over and check it out after the live stream, or maybe right now, because maybe spoilers. I don't know. But before we get into our discussion and bring up our guest this evening, a uh, pretty cool guy. You've probably heard of him. Uh, we do have some announcements. There's a lot of fun stuff going on in the Small Town Monsters universe. Like always, we mentioned on the trail of Bigfoot, Land of the Missing. If you haven't seen that film yet, it is now live on the video on-demand platform of your choice. You can also get your physical copies at the Small Town Monsters shop. And after you've seen the film, give it a review. Let us know what you think. Let other people know what you thought about it because it makes it easier for other people to see it. And that's important. Uh, speaking of Bigfoot, if you tuned in for our discussion last week with Alex Petikov, uh, you've probably seen the Alaska Bigfoot Highway. So definitely check that one out if you haven't already. A lot of fun Bigfoot stuff going on today. And it's appropriate because it's a historic day. But we'll get into that shortly. Uh, what else is going on? Of course, of course, the next Small Town Monsters Kickstarter launches next year, February the 1st. That's going to get you at the forefront of all the cool projects we have coming up. Uh, movies, books, extra cool stuff that you can only get from the Kickstarter. So definitely don't miss out on that. And then, of course, Monster Fest 2. Monster Fest 2 is coming next year. That will be on June the 28th and 29th in Canton, Ohio. Watch shop.smalltownmonsters.com for updates and to get your tickets. It's going to be great. There's going to be a ton of cool speakers there. People like, here we go, Sheena Steinglass, researcher and marine biologist. My friend and colleague, Mr. Lyle Blackburn, author, musician, monster hunter, coolest resume ever. And our friend, Mr. Ryan Sprague, author and host of Somewhere in the Skies podcast. And speaking of Mr. Sprague, he is hosting a super cool event next weekend, a virtual event, which is free that we can all go to called Anomicon. And our very own Seth Breedlove will be a presenting guest on the topic of documenting the bizarre. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you can go to this event. So check it out. Definitely get out there. There's going to be so many cool guests and speakers. I'm super stoked about it. And it's free. Free is pretty cool, man. Not a lot of that in the world these days. Also, once again, head over to shop.smalltownmonsters.com so you can get physical copies of films, books, all that great stuff, updates on Monster Fest. But before we get into anything else tonight, I think it's important to bring up our guest. Uh, again, pretty cool guy. You may have heard of him. Uh, he also happens to be my boss. So if you guys wanted to be like, oh, what a great conversation. You did a great job on the show. That'd be cool. I'm not, I'm not asking you to do that, but that would be really cool. But introducing, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Seth Breedlove. How you doing, sir? Hey, hey, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, just finished getting the kid to bed, and now yeah. I'm ready to, to talk Sasquatch on Earth with you and the audience. So Yeah. I'm Speaking of the audience, uh, welcome to our new squad <laughs> members, Mr. Kane Chavez. Andrea Campos, Edward Devine, and Steve Cluxton. We really appreciate you guys. I've said this before. I'm going to say it a bunch more times. Uh, make it possible to do what we do. So thank you. We appreciate you. When those when those come up, are those people that like just joined? I don't know. Sorry, inside I, baseball here, but like. I don't know. I asked that question in a group chat the other day, and I think they're people that have joined within the last 24 hours, but I, okay. I don't know how that feed works. So anyone who has joined that we haven't uh, shouted out, um, I'm sorry about that. I'm figuring out how this feed goes. <laughs> nice. nice. Really awesome. great to see everybody. I'm seeing some cool names in the audience. Already some great comments. Kimberly loved the film. Would love to rent a hope on Sutton Lake. It's so beautiful. Also watch Land of the Missing. Awesome. Excellent. Do you want me you have great to star some of the questions while they're popping in too, just so you're not trying to do like six things at once? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, right. the audience questions are more important than anything I'm going to ask because, right, you cool. know. I just ramble. <laughs> Any questions you guys have tonight, please go ahead and drop them in the chat, in the comments. We'll do our best to get to everybody. 
Um, Stephen Hatfield has a question for us. Any more videos from the farm in Ohio? Yeah, we just, Heather and I just did a live stream this past week and we were asked this question probably six times in the, in the time that we were live. Um, this is like, this is the, the sad truth about Bigfoot is, uh, it, it doesn't show up when, when you want it to. And frankly, we, we know for a fact that we were kind of like, there was a window when we were out in Minerva where they happened to show up right when we were filming, um, we know why or have an idea of why that happened. The neighboring property was being clear cut uh, to make room for a, a um, an ATV or like a dirt bike track. And now the, the property where we were is also being not cut, not clear cut, but definitely there's a lot of work going on um, on the property and we think they've moved further off. So um that's the the reason the show is no longer happening is because there's nothing going on there. And uh, we, we kind of, we've talked about doing a wrap up episode, um, but I don't know that that'll ever happen. There is, uh, I had the idea at one point about doing uh, a podcast and um, <clears throat> sorry, um, using. So one thing that never made it into the, <clears throat> all the episodes of Bigfoot project was all the audio that we recorded out there. And, um, we left recorders running every single night and they would just run all night. And we had things that were, did make it into the episode. Like there was a night where something walked up on the porch of the cabin and then just hung out there for hours. You could occasionally hear it shift or move around. Um, and this walked up on the porch with two very heavy feet, by the way. Um, <clears throat> we had tree knocks, uh, strange vocalizations, all sorts of stuff that was captured that was never put in the episode. So at some point I'd like to put some of that stuff out there, but as far as new episodes um, at that specific location, it's probably not going to happen. The idea at this point, we, we love the concept but that location doesn't work. So we're hopeful that at some point we can do something elsewhere, um, you know, at, at another, at another location, but it's gotta be the same kind of thing. Cause my, you know, if I'm going to do this and devote the time to it, that Bigfoot project required, I, I would like to do something that sort of uh, re re um, not reinvents, but uh takes from what like the NAWAC has done with area X where they just go into this one location and they're there for months at a time. That's what I would like to do. So hopefully if we can find another active location, that's what we would do. Great question. Yeah. yeah. So we have the concept. We just need maybe a different location, but yeah, unfortunately uh, that's like, <laughs> That's easier said than done. Like when you think about the history of the subject of Bigfoot and the people that have looked into it and never had any kind of encounter at all, it is a wild thing that we just stumbled into the Minerva location in the way we did. Um, yeah. We're incredibly lucky. Hmm. One of those moments. Mm -hmm. so, uh, question along those similar lines from Mike J. Any more episodes coming from New Hampshire? Um. I would assume Alex is planning something. Alex Alexander lives there and he um, he researches there a, a great deal. I would have I would have probably never gone to New Hampshire if it wasn't for Alexander Petikoff. So um, I don't have any immediate plans to get out there again uh, unless it's UFO related. Um, but uh, Alexander might be might be planning some stuff uh, in New Hampshire. Beautiful state. I love it there. I'd, I'd go back just to hang out. Very cool. Very cool. A lot of great questions tonight, guys, right off the bat. Really appreciate you. Really appreciate you. Um, oh, here's a fun question just to establish what we're talking about. Where is this movie playing that you are talking about tonight? Which are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are we talking about Sasquatch on Earth or Land of the Missing? <laughs> it's a busy week. Yeah, well, we can talk about both. Um, <laughs> they're available in different places, though. So let's start mm -hmm. with Sasquatch on Earth, because that's the, you know, that's the launch we're celebrating tonight. Um, yeah, I was I was going to have you introduce yourself, Seth, just for any new 
you know, mm-hmm. viewers that may not be familiar with us. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm Seth Breedlove and I uh, direct and edit and uh, help film Sasquatch Unearthed, which airs here on our YouTube channel. And I um, created Small Town Monsters as a, as a series and as a production company. Almost 10 years ago now. It is, yeah. 2025 will be the 10-year anniversary. Crazy, crazy. Um, So we're talking tonight about Sasquatch on Earth, but, you know, Small Town Monsters has a lot of irons in the fire at any given time. So tell us a little bit about Sasquatch on Earth, specifically, you know, what you guys shoot for with production, how it's evolved since its inception. Yeah. Um, and I can mention where it's playing to answer Vincent's question too, which is right, right here on YouTube. You can watch it in 4k ad free if you're a channel member, or you can watch it for free with ads, um, also right now. Um, but yeah, Sasquatch Unearthed started last year with a series called the Ridge focused on the Chestnut Ridge in Pennsylvania. The idea or the concept behind the series is that it is very, um, investigator focused uh very witness focused and very much tied to a geographical region um which just sounds like typical small town monster stuff but um we're kind of finding our way through through what sets it apart as a series as we go i know the first series was was very much um you know, about the Chestnut Ridge and all the weirdness that goes on there. This series is a lot broader and really looks at the Sasquatch subject um, across the state of West Virginia. Um, my favorite part of it is that right now it is is very much um, driven by, uh, by these extended interviews that where, where I, I really get to let them breathe a lot longer than we do in the movies. Um, the series is supposed to feel a lot like something like on the trail of Bigfoot, but without my input, my personal take on things um, I'd rather just let the witnesses and the investigators tell the story. And um, it also is very driven by the witness interviews that are present. Um, this one, every episode has been very much, um, held up by a witness interview. So the first episode, especially, um, which was the the uh, hunter becomes the hunted episode, has a really cool opening. Basically, a bookend. A bookends with Russ Jones and um, uh, George Kennedy, I think his his name, and he's a witness. And then the second episode has Beth and Ron and Joe from from Wild and Weird West Virginia and. I've kind of like carried that through the series. Um, I use these bookends to kind of, you know, tell the story, but um, I have a lot of fun with it. It's a ton of work um, because we're, <laughs> I got, I, this was originally supposed to be six episodes. And as I've gotten into making it, um, I find that I'm enjoying the process so much and working with people like Les and Russ, especially and Ron and Joe and all these people from, from West Virginia. Um you, you know, within the Bigfoot community, there's so much drama connected with it. And I have not run into that in the least with the West Virginia people. And um, so that's been extremely refreshing. And it's one of the reasons we've kind of like parked it in West Virginia for longer than we originally intended. I think right now we're looking at more like an eight or nine episode series. So um, right now there are probably four more episodes definitively uh, sort of fleshed out that we're getting ready to, to start working on. Um, but we have, you know, so many things going on too. I have to make room for things like American werewolves too. And on the trail of Bigfoot, the origin, which are both still set to come out this year as well. So yeah, there's sure. a lot going on. Very exciting. Yeah. Kickstarter backers will get early access to those films. Um, I bring that up just because we've had a couple questions about the Kickstarter in the chat. Um, so very great questions. Awesome. Appreciate you guys asking. Yeah. Head over to smalltownmonsters.com, but it will launch on February 1st of next mm-hmm. year. So we do a big, uh, anyone that's new to, <clears throat> to STM, we do a big, uh, Kickstarter launch night thing here on, on the channel where we all get together and chat 
and uh, take questions from the audience and uh, call out, you know, uh, backers and things like that. So, yeah, appreciate the appreciate the question, guys. A lot of fun compliments today. Graffiti Universe, BX, NYC, Seth, your Bigfoot series are all fabulous. I agree. I agree. <laughs> oh, thank you. I um, <laughs> yeah, it's the subject. I'm I'm the most of all the subjects we explore. I'm you know like Bigfoot's the one I'm I'm I I tend to be the most passionate about. I love the legend movies. I love tracking folklore and things like that. But um, I I I can always find something in the subject of Sasquatch to to keep me interested. And especially you know like the, so many of the people that we work with are, have become friends. Um, we're working on this movie that we're making next year called On the Trail of Bigfoot: The Ancients, and uh, there's actually like some, some Sasquatch researchers who were, who were taking on that trip for the, for the first time. Like we never take outside, um, people like on a shoot really. Um, especially when it comes to like the, the, on the trail of Bigfoot series and that series, I, I really wanted to start bringing in <clears throat> some of the other, you know, uh, researchers we've had the chance to work with. Some of these people, by the way, are in Mount state monsters. I was going to ask, yeah, with this one, you guys, you know, you link up with and kind of almost as like field agents, you know, are working with Les Odell and Andrew Smith. Um, mm -hmm. How for this project specifically did that collaboration come about? Was it something that was just kind of an ongoing dialogue or? Yeah, when when Mountain State Monsters first came, uh, <clears throat> came to be, I originally Les was one of the first people I asked. It's like a given that Les would be involved because Les Odell has been involved in, in a lot of what we've done. Um, but we wanted to, to have him, you know, be a part of it. I don't know that I realized how extensively he would become a part of it. I've done three interviews with him so far for this series. Um, for one series for me to do three interviews um, probably totaling a couple hours is a lot. And then dragging him into the field with us. Uh, he's gone on to the, the sort of like field shoots that we've done. Uh, Andrew Smith is, has been a part of what we do since 2017 when we first shot, um, you know, when we first shot Flatwoods monster um, and when, when, I th a few, uh, maybe a month ago, he texted me and it was like, Hey, I've got two witnesses over at Sutton Lake that, that I think you should do something with. I don't even know that he realized I was doing this series at the time. And I was like, I, I have the perfect, <laughs> I have the perfect thing for them. Um, and then it just came about that. I got him sort of on, I, I put him in a situation um, that, wasn't originally intended to be as intensive as it was. He wasn't originally supposed to be like on camera, really helping carry this episode. And it just happened that way, which is how we shoot stuff. Nothing's planned. We don't script anything. I don't tell people what to say. Um, it just happens. Whatever naturally happens is what we're capturing on camera. So that's how, that's how all that came about. Russ Jones I'd never worked with it before, but I'd read his, uh, his stone man book. And I was, and I, I knew and I really wanted to get him in the film, uh, in the series. And we shot a two and a half hour interview back in like February. And then I just shot a follow-up a few weeks ago. Um, so he's featured heavily throughout as well. So, yeah, I mean, the, the you know, a lot of this stuff isn't, detailed out or blueprinted it kind of just comes about through the research that we're doing on the series and then who who can be involved or who you know who's available when we're shooting because we're like literally going back and forth from west virginia every few weeks to get footage it's a lot wow so this is ongoing this isn't something that was filmed a year ago and i know. just shot this uh uh Two, three weeks ago, I just shot the all the Sutton Lake stuff, um, all the Andrew Laurel's interview, even, you know, Les's interview in the museum, some of Russ's interview, all that was shot just a few weeks ago. Wow. Wow. I knew I knew this stuff was pretty recent. I didn't realize it was within the month. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, the film opens with an anonymous eyewitness encounter, and it specifically stated that the witness wanted to remain anonymous, which, you know, we run into a lot in this in this field and this stuff um mm. which was really compelling and really interesting did that eyewitness encounter precipitate the film or 
you know, you mentioned you've been in the area for a while. Did it kind of just come up organically or I'm just curious? No. So that was one of the interviews that, that, um, that Andrew Smith had messaged me about doing was, um, you know, was to, to, to get out there and interview these witnesses he had. And I, uh, so, so I didn't know he was going to be anonymous. Um, but when we got there, I found out, you know, like not when we got there to film this, but, but leading up to this, I found out he needed to remain anonymous. And then I, then I started to freak out a little bit because I was trying to figure out, well, how I, I, I don't love doing things like what we did in the episode, but I think it works really well in the episode. Uh, we just shifted the focus to actually going to the location. Everything's kind of in reverse too. It starts out going to the location and then you kind of like learn the story behind the location. Um, so it all, it all kind of came about that way. And originally um, I knew this episode's focus was, was uh, the, the, you know, the manor beast side of things that that debate that's that's going on um and i what i didn't know is if this guy would fit this witness would fit into the episode so originally i was actually thinking of holding all the boat stuff all the uh, all the witness phone call and all of that stuff i was i was planning on holding that for um an episode i'm going to do about like seasonal patterns and migratory routes and that kind of thing that's coming up and um and then I re-listened to the interview and he talks about the way it had a human like gate and that kind of thing toward the end. And I was like, yeah, it fits. It, it works here. And so, um, you know, and it's their phone call is very detail oriented. And that's kind of what the episode is about is the details of a sighting. Um, and so it all, it all just came together natural, naturally. And I put this episode together in about, uh, maybe uh, a week of work. I mean, it's like, a, you know, you, you, I, I was editing this while I was on, uh, um, on a uh, work vacation uh, in Gatlinburg last week. And then I put the rest together as soon as I came home. So, so like so we, we had a comment a few minutes ago, hot off the presses, literally. That's cool, dude. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> Always on the ground. A uh, few questions and comments from the audience. Um, Julie Bug, do you guys have anything planned with Hellbent Holler? That would be an awesome investigation. Uh, Jesse and Joe are friends. They're awesome. I consult with them very regularly. I just wanted to throw that out there. Shout out to those guys. Great question. Yeah, they're they're scheduled to be involved in the uh, Land Between the Lakes uh, movie we're, we're making uh, sometime this fall that involves Aaron Deese. I didn't know if I was allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I, dude, I talk, when I go on this stuff, I just say things that we're probably not, <laughs> not supposed to say. So if you're with me, you're safe. Well, yeah, I'm saying you're in, you're in charge. So <laughs> we speaking, <clears throat> excuse me, speaking of land between the lakes, we've had a few questions and comments about Dogman in the audience. Um, we have a lot of great Dogman content for you guys. It's already out there and it's also coming down the pipeline. So um, definitely check those things out. Maybe a book about yeah. it. We, we have a, a, now this is like something I really don't know. I think we just aired the trailer though. So I'm, I think I'm all right. Um, it, we have werewolves on earth coming out very soon. Um, I don't know if we've openly talked about what the release plan is for this, but it's going to drop everywhere at once, including YouTube. Um, and it's a new, it's a new, it's a new movie that I would really like to see turn into a YouTube series. So if you're a fan of what we're doing with Dogman and you want to watch some of it here on YouTube, watch Werewolves Unearthed when we drop it uh, everywhere. The plan is to hopefully put it out on uh, YouTube, Amazon, Tubi, all that stuff right around the middle of September, late September or something like that. That's not definitive. So don't write that down. <laughs> it's very it, it from what i understand it's very cool <laughs> yeah uh <clears throat> excuse me any future episodes from chestnut ridge um i would love to i i talk to stan gordon fairly regularly and uh any chance to work with stan gordon i'll take so yes we'll definitely be back at the chestnut ridge sometime in the next year or two very cool. Very cool. We've also had a couple of questions about Southern California. Plenty. Any um, 
that way maybe everybody wants you to go to where they are <laughs> uh, yeah southern california um i haven't been out as as much as i would like to be in the, in the wilds down there especially you know like death valley and that kind of stuff um i've only ever been to like la in southern is that even that's southern california right yeah so it's kind of <laughs> I don't, dude, I don't know. My geography's falling apart right now, but, uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Eli I would, know. I would I yeah, I would love to, but <laughs> Eli is like our Cali, Eli's honestly the West coast guy for SCM. And, uh, you know, I, I would definitely like to get out there and, and film, uh, but I don't know. I don't know when, when we're going to get to this year. Um, I, I I'm really trying to stay closer to home this year. Uh, when it comes to the filming, just because of family and and my son is six years old, it's kind of like a big formative year for him. He's in kindergarten and stuff like that. So, I our films, the films we have planned out are all within like an eight hour drive time of of headquarters home, um, and that's mostly just driven by the fact that I want to be near my son, um, and so that's that's where we're at this year. But maybe next year. <laughs> It's always the future, folks. Anything's possible. <laughs> so I want to get back to Mountain State Monsters. And, oh, speaking of that, we did have someone else ask, uh, where can I see this particular episode? Sorry I missed. No reason to be sorry, Paul Wall. Life is crazy. You can see it uh, if you're watching on YouTube on this channel. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, head over to the Small Town Monsters YouTube channel. Search for Sasquatch on Earth. Mountain State Monsters should pop up. There's a there's a playlist for too for for the entire series. There's a playlist oh, yes. that that we created. So if you want to watch episode by episode, you can just go to the main page and find the Mountain State Monsters playlist. Yeah, thanks for asking that, Paul. Um, one more. Oh, another audience question. I did want to get to this one. Kimberly asks, Seth, how did you learn filmmaking? Oh, uh, just making movies. Like when um, when I was a kid. Uh, I wanted to be a direct, my mom raised me on like monster movies and um, the Marx brothers and uh, Abbott and Costello and stuff like that. So I, I was always fascinated by film and uh, wanted to make movies. And um, I just taught myself editing and all that kind of stuff. And that's how, that's how we got to where we are today. So it's, it's uh, look, the, the, and I, I say this with all sincerity this is um, anyone can make movies. L literally anyone can make a movie. It, it takes the, the thing that I've noticed is it really does take a lot of stamina, but if you can make one movie, you, you you'll be good. You'll, you'll move on to the next, just the hardest, the hardest one's always the first. Uh, but I always encourage people to make movies. Any idiot can do it. And I'm proof because I'm an <laughs> idiot. So, <laughs> so just do it just do yeah. it would be the. Just i was gonna it. ask you at the end if you had any advice for like you know intrepid filmmakers so we we, we got that oh <laughs> uh, yeah my i uh be too dumb to quit uh, that's that's like what i always have that is like my life motto and and especially when it comes to sdm everyone told me you can't do this it, it won't work and i was thankfully surrounded by people who were encouraging of it and um you know, my, my mom and my dad and, and, um, you know, my wife at the time and things like that, that they, they were all really encouraging of, of me working on STM. And because of that, you know, my friends, Zach and Jason and, and everyone who surrounded me, uh, Mark Matsky, all those people that there's, there is an STM today. So. That's very inspiring. Speaking of Mark, he narrates this current episode of Sasquatch on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, I don't really have a question. I was trying to think of a question to base on that, but I just, I, I think Mark's narration is great. And I wanted to mention no, Mark, <laughs> Mark's great. I, Mark and I did a podcast together for a few years called Sasswhat, And um, he working with him on this has kind of felt like working on Sasswhat together. It's like our, our way of doing things, um, you know, creating something together again. And it, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world. I, edit things and I send him an email and I'm like, this is what I need in this scene. And can you write it and narrate it? And I'll get it back in, you know, a day at the most. So no, it's, it's, yeah. it's very fun. I was watching. Also, he was here. Like, the, he was down fun. here this week and we went, uh, we went toy shopping. So we're a couple of nerds. So. <laughs> 
that's, I mean, you know, I can think a few better ways to spend your time, honestly. Um, <laughs> going back to SoCal for a minute, Scott mentioned Eli has been doing some cool stories out of SoCal. Yeah, Eli Watson has been doing Mysteries and Monsters, um, which, you know, I understand there may be more episodes coming in the future. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But yeah, like like Seth mentioned, Eli is kind of the California West Coast guy. <laughs> yep. On the small town monsters crew, <laughs> he's the uh, he's the California uh, satellite branch. <laughs> it's always so early where he is. It's so early yeah. every time I talk yeah. to him. <laughs> um, so again, on this latest episode of uh, Sasquatch on Earth, there's a lot of compelling evidence, a lot of eyewitness interviews. Um, just a lot of, of information if someone's wanting to absorb a lot of evidence. I'm curious, you know, what in there may have stuck out to you in particular, because you do see this stuff a lot. You know, you're involved in ongoing research in this space. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just curious if anything in this one in particular, you were like, dang, that's that's something. Um, Just just the witness, the witness stories are really. Yeah, I think the witness stories always just stand out to me. Um is that kind of like what you meant is like a piece of the, the whole, uh, th that's the biggest thing for me. I, I, you know, like I, I talk to investigators so much that I'm, I'm always kind of aware of where they're coming from or like what their viewpoint on things is. Um, so I'm, I'm already tuned into that. I'm not, you know, yeah, these people that we talk to who've had encounters, um, you know, I wish I could say more about who the witness is in this episode um, because his background's insane. Like if, if, um, if you knew like who he works for and why he's anonymous uh, it bolsters the credibility of the story so much, but I'm not at Liberty to do that, but things like that. And, and there's also, you know, I, I had a sighting a, uh, what, two years ago now. And when I hear witnesses talk about certain things, certain details of it, um, it'll stand out to me and ring true with what I ha had happen. And I, it, it, you feel an instant kinship with some of these people in a way. And so that, you know, that's, it's just the witnesses and their stories and the way they respond to things and, and that kind of stuff. There's I, I don't get blown away. Oh, you know what? I said, I almost said I don't get blown away by Bigfoot stories, but then I thought of the one we did that story that Laurel tells in this episode about the man shooting and killing a juvenile Sasquatch. And then the mother uh, picking it up and carrying it away and letting him live. That was t just unprovoked, like not expecting that to come at me. That was the most wild Bigfoot encounter story I've ever heard while shooting a film, like just coming to me without me expecting it. Um, I was not expecting that to come out, out of her mouth. And when it happened, it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, but that, that one did kind of shock me. That's one of those just moments too. Like when you see it in the film, you're like, wait, what, what did she say? Like you almost, mm -hmm. I rewound it once just to make, I was like, wait, I gotta, I gotta watch this again. This is, but is <laughs> the part of that. That's so interesting is where she says that there was blood on the ground where, where the body had been. And that the next day he came out and there was a boulder placed on that spot. I thought that was, that's such an interesting detail. Um, and I it's so specific. Was... Like if you're, yeah. this is just me thinking, but if you're going to make up a Bigfoot encounter or fabricate one of these stories, that's a very specific thing that, you know, mm. I would have a hard time making up. So I, I did see someone said spoiler alerts in the comments and I probably should be aware of that, but not everyone, oh. <laughs> not everyone. Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. Sorry guys. Yeah. Given that this is an after show, there may be some spoilers. Um, I probably should have put up a banner or something that said that. So definitely go watch the episode. We did. That was just part of it though. That was just small part. There's, there's, yes. a, there's a lot in there. <laughs> yeah. That was a small part. Uh, let's see. Question from Drew's de Grey. Uh, Seth, what tools and equipment do you use for filmmaking and editing? Hmm. Uh, for editing, I use Premiere, but we're apparently all on different stuff. Alex is in Final Cut and Eli is in DaVinci uh, Resolve. Uh, so we're all, we're all on different stuff. Um, 
Premiere has just it's Premiere's what I learned. Actually, what I learned on was Premiere Elements. That's what I edited Beast of Whitehall in, which is like the base level uh Premiere. Um, but I I edit in Premiere. I shoot um primarily on Sony these days. Um we we have uh A7S3s, we have uh three two A7S3s, and then we have an FX3. Um, and then we use the uh, little Sony handy cams for like the night vision. They're pretty old now. They're like five, six years old. I think it's the AX33. We have a few of those. Um, I do want to invest in better like night vision equipment this year uh, or maybe next year. So I'm hoping that we can start bringing that to some of the YouTube content as well. Alex does have one of our, our better monoculars. So he's got some, some, some of the better like night vision equipment. So we're hoping we can up our game with the, the night vision stuff, but yeah, primarily it's a seven S threes and, and the FX three. Great question. Yeah. So again, just make movies, whatever equipment you got, whatever software you're using. Oh yeah, dude, no, no joke going not to derail us, but whatever you have in all seriousness, whatever you have will work. We filmed our biggest movie of all time up to on the trail of Bigfoot. The discovery was the Mothman of Point Pleasant and the recreations in the Mothman of Point Pleasant were shot on my iPhone. And that's not like that is, and that's our, that thing has been watched by like 25 million people. Um, so you don't just cause you know, a seven S threes are laughed at by people in Hollywood. So whatever you have, just shoot with that. Forget it. You know, whatever works. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's one of my favorites. That was the first STM film I ever watched. And speaking cool. of early STM films. Yeah. Uh, Julie asks, what was your first STM movie or production? Uh, the Minerva monster came out in 2015. That was the very first small town monsters movie. You can watch it right here on the YouTube channel as well. It's uh, uh, it's, it's a movie I'm proud of. It's a movie. I wish we could revisit at some point. There's so much more to that story that hasn't been told. Um, but Minerva monster. And that was followed by the beast of Whitehall. So, and beast of Whitehall is my baby. That's how I refer to it. It's one of, this is the first thing I edited and that came out in 2016. Classics. Now I went to the uh, folk monster Mart one day and they had all the old STM movies on DVD. I was like, wow, yeah, this is cool. Funny I got enough. to go there a, a year ago and it was my first time to go back to the monster Mart in a while. And it's always, it's always a trip walking in there. It's a great space. It's such a cool place. If you're ever in Arkansas guys hit that place up um here's a question from stephanie in land of the missing without giving anything away did you get the sounds you heard at the remote cabin recorded at all i i was recording one of the scenes where we were walking so all that happened originally the cabin i'll let you guys in on what happened with the cabin originally the cabin was going to be like our bigfoot project in alaska it was going to be like these three episodes of bigfoot project or one episode we didn't know that was going to pop in in the middle of the regular bigfoot project show and all of a sudden i'm in alaska and i'm doing the same thing there the problem was that once we got to alaska and got to the cabin i was filming all day in healy we did the helicopter ride Anything unusual happening at the cabin was happening in the after or in the morning when I first got up or in the evening when I was going back to bed. And so we weren't there as much as I was originally planning on being there. Um, we hung trail cameras. Uh, Rob Roy convinced me to put peanut butter in a tree, which in retrospect was not the smartest thing I've ever done uh, in an area with brown bear running around everywhere. <laughs> Bears. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there, there was, uh, there was odd thing. There were definitely odd things that happened. Um, the, the weirdest was the children laugh, child laughter that we heard. Um, there were no houses nearby that house that we, that I was staying at. There was nothing. There was, um, there were three other cabins on the property though. I don't know if you ever see them in any of the drone footage, but the cabins are being built. They're building these other cabins nearby that are going to be like Airbnbs or something, but no other, no other people staying nearby. And um, it was unsettling and I did not get it. I, I was filming, but it's not on camera. Um, 
which isn't uncommon. I was, I think at the time I didn't have a shotgun mic or anything on the camera. It's just like in-camera audio. I don't even know if when that happened, if I was actually recording myself, I think I was doing like B-roll or something when we caught that sound or had that sound happen. The weirdest thing was it happened, not the weirdest thing, but the sound happens and it sounds like multiple children laughing and yelling. And for it's broad day, it's like, it looks like it's three o'clock in the afternoon. And so I didn't think anything of it. And then I start realizing it's like 11 o'clock at night. And then I'm also thinking there's no houses. Like there's nothing nearby. Um, later when I flew the drone, I looked around just to see if I was mistaken. There's nothing nearby out the front door of the cabin is Denali national park. That is when you walk out the front door, you can walk maybe a hundred yards and then you're in the national park. So there's nothing beyond that. Um, and behind us was all kind of like this huge field that kind of stretched off into the, to the, uh, to nothing. Uh, we did have trail cameras set up in like four different locations on the property. Um, we didn't catch anything, including moose, which by the way, they were there when we were there, we heard one walk by the cabin for some reason, the, the trail cameras never, never caught them. Um, so we know there were animals there. And, and even then the, the, the cameras never caught anything. So I don't know. I don't know what the sounds were and we didn't catch them. Unfortunately, I wish we had, you know, that would have really helped connect a lot of the dots in the movie uh, narratively, but I'm not a big fan of like, we don't fake stuff. So I, you know, it's, I just outright tell you in the movie, I don't have this. I don't have this. There's a scene at the end where everyone's gathered around the table and like you throw down a spreadsheet and circle something like I've yeah. got it. Tune in yeah. next week to know what the, the thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't do that. <laughs> Um, we're going to go back to Whitehall for a second. Lawrence Joseph asks, uh, Seth, you researched Whitehall and Brian Gosling. Have you ever heard of this uh, Sites family events that took place at their farm on Wolf Pit Road in Wantage, New Jersey in 1977? Sussex County State Police came to the house and it was in the news. It's documented. Look into it. I will definitely look into it. I've never heard of this. Um, if I did, I maybe I heard of it and it slipped my mind, but I... Yeah, I, I haven't done enough in New Jersey. I know that. Uh, we made a Jersey Devil movie that came out last year that nobody watched. Um, check it out. <laughs> Be one of the few. Uh, but I watched it. <laughs> I like um, it. But yeah, it's uh, I would I would I definitely look, love to look into that. It's always more to learn. Even after like you've written a book or made a movie about something, you find out there's more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's a question that we have starred that I'm excited about. Kimberly was uh, interested to know where, where do you think, oh, that's a terrible sentence. Kim, Kimberly is interested to know where the orbs fit in. Do you think there's ET involvement with Sasquatch? And uh, Tim Tremell also asked, do you think Bigfoot and aliens are the same? We hear about this a lot. You know, there's conjecture about it. Uh, I don't think ETs and Bigfoot are connected. I don't think Bigfoot is an ET. That's just my personal opinion. Please don't get upset over it. Um, that's the, the the one thing that didn't, I don't know if this is explicitly stated in the episode, but one thing I've learned about the community as a whole is that people really get entrenched in their own ideas about stuff. And if you contradict that, it, people can get very upset. So I don't want that to be the case. This is just my personal opinion is ET and Bigfoot is not connected. I also don't think Bigfoot is necessarily connected to the orbs uh, or the light phenomena, as I call it, the mystery light phenomena. Um, the, the fact is that those mystery lights appear in forests across the world, around the world. Uh, around, you know, I mean, there's, there's cases in the UK, China, Japan, Australia, um, I don't know what that is. I don't necessarily believe it's connected to Bigfoot. I think they both take place in places that are rural or heavily wooded. And uh, if it's a good habitat for Sasquatch, maybe it just so happens that whatever that orb phenomena, that light phenomena is, it just overlaps, I guess, in a place where there happen to be Bigfoot. That's just my read on it. Um, but again, you know, that's uh, I'm nobody. And that's just my opinion. 
It's okay to have an opinion. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, Turamir says, you have a lot of good stuff in your videos, guys. We appreciate that. <clears throat> a lot of we a lot of appreciation for that and graffiti universe bx nyc jersey devil was an awesome movie yes it was awesome thank you i think jersey devil is available on tubi now um so if you haven't checked it out it's free on tubi um it uh, we we talk about it a lot it it was a movie we love to make we had a blast making it i think it's one of our better movies it visually it's definitely one of our better movies um and uh, Mark Randall, who did the art in that movie, did some really great stuff, especially I want to call him out because I, I haven't had a chance to work with him lately with it, which I feel bad about, but Mark, Mark does amazing artwork and, uh, his contributions to that film were, were fantastic. That was also like the last big movie I got to work on with Santino. Um, and so the, the effects in that movie are really great, but yeah, if you haven't had a chance, um, check it out. It's a really good film. Yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun visually. Very good film. So back to this episode. We could honestly we could I mean we could do this all night. We could talk about every single STM film, but <laughs> Sasquatch on Earth, Mountain State Monsters. <laughs> the concept of man versus beast, which is the subtitle of the episode, and as it's discussed in the film, um, I thought was really interesting. But I'm curious as to where you kind of come down on this. And you're really good about not drawing conclusions about things. But I'm just curious if you have an opinion on this aspect, you know, as it's woven into the narrative. Uh, yeah, I mean, my interest in it, it has always been uh, varied because, you know, I've got a I, I have a Christian worldview. And so, like, there's this Nephilim thing that 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 people are really interested right now in. And so I've always been curious about that. Um it's it's in the Bible. There's the whole Nephilim thing in the Bible, and so I'm, I've definitely heard that theory. Um, there's the idea that they're ET. You know, there's 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 this some sort of you know relic hominid caveman something. You know, there's all that stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, my personal opinion remains that we're dealing with some sort of un, unknown primate. Um, that's based on you know 100 plus years of reports that predominantly uh predominantly recite behavioral characteristics that are that of some sort of great ape and there are like this episode is all about the the stuff that doesn't necessarily fall into the great ape category so i'm not saying those reports aren't out there i'm just saying that the dominant number of reports do sort of recount some sort of creature that 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 isn't like lighting fires and making tools and running around with clothes on um so my my opinion you know remains that that some some sort of of great ape but um, I'm still very open to all possibilities. I talked to a guy at the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot conference about the Nephilim thing. And, um, you know, it's Mark and I talk about it a lot. And I'm always I'm always down to discuss that possibility with people because I'm I'm interested in it. It's it's, it's a fascinating concept. Um, I ultimately I, I don't. I don't fall into any camps anymore. Um, I don't like the fact that, that, you know, people do get it so entrenched in, in one sort of camp when it comes to the origins of the, the creature. If I was writing and narrating this episode, that would have been a part of the narration, you know, just chill out. Can we please examine the, ex ex what evidence we do have, which isn't, isn't a ton. Um, and, examine the evidence we do have listen to the to the people that have actually encountered these things and try to try to figure out what it is we're dealing with you know and 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 then you know maybe we can start start getting entrenched in some sort of camp but for now i don't think we know about these things enough about these things to sort of declare ourselves team this or team that anyway um put a flag yeah. down this is it we got it this is what it is yeah yeah. yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, and I've encountered, I mean, I've had, you know, I had something throwing rocks and screaming at me in, in the Washita mountains back in 
2019 that sounded like a gibbon and and what i saw in minerva just looked like a, a, a an upright running hairy thing you know so i my my encounters are are also not i didn't stare this thing in the face i have no idea you know i, I haven't seen one uh, eye to eye or anything like that so i it, maybe if i had i'd be more in the the human camp it seems like people who have up close personal encounters face to face with these things really do recount very human like characteristics you know and i don't know if that's just that some primates uh, you go to the zoo and stare at an orangutan and, and the way they look at you, the, the, their, their eyes, it's very expressive. It's very human. Uh, a gibbons the same way. I don't know if that's all that they're experiencing or if, if these things legitimately are some sort of human, I have no idea. That's a great answer. Again, I would just like to reiterate, I'm real <laughs> dumb. And so don't take, <laughs> don't take anything I say as gospel ever. <laughs> that's usually what I open my sentences with. So no, <laughs> great questions tonight, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Speaking of which, here's a good one. Uh, Don Howard is wondering, what do you think of Bigfoot in Kentucky? Also the story that early explorer Daniel Boone killed one uh, fun fact. And I can prove it to you with documents. Uh, Daniel Boone is a great, 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 many great uncle of mine going back. Wow. I have not heard this story though. Maybe Seth has the, the one about him killing the, you don't know that story? No. He no. killed it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, um, supposedly he caught, he killed a, a, what did he call him? A Yahoo? 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 Um, I've heard the story. I don't know how much stock, you know, it, we, we put in it or, or whatever. Um, I'm not familiar with if that was pulled from like a biography or an autobiography. I have no idea. Um, but I am familiar with, with the, the story. Um, uh, Bigfoot in Kentucky is, is I'm super into it. Um, we're doing, it's a weird year. We're doing three films in Kentucky this year. We're doing a Thomas Mantell movie. We're doing the lamb between the lakes thing. And then what is the other one? Oh, the, the goat man. Um, so we're hitting three topics in Kentucky this year. So I'm sure, in fact, I already know there's going to be more Kentucky Sasquatch stuff coming from us. We're doing, we just announced it, but there's a land between the lakes, um, Sasquatch unearthed mini series. That's going to pop out sometime right after mountain, mountain state monsters ends. So we're filming in, in Kentucky this year. So we'll get into it. So Yes. <laughs> yes. We're definitely it wasn't doing a yes or no question, but yes. Yeah. We're doing Kentucky <laughs> Bigfoot stuff. And we I think coming. it's like in terms of in terms of habitat, it is a it is great habitat for 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 Bigfoot. Like it, it's it's dense forest in a lot of places. A lot the cave systems really interesting. I don't necessarily think they live in caves, but I think they use caves um, to some degree. And uh, yeah, I'm really I'm really into Kentucky. Very cool. We are coming up on the hour, but I want to get to as many questions as possible because we really appreciate your guys' time and for asking them. Uh, Michael asks, Aaron, what is your writing process? I have a 10-month-old son, so if I figure that out, I'll be happy to let you know. Um, but no, much like Seth said, I, just do it, man. Just go for it. If anyone, if anyone's wondering that. Yeah, but uh, what is your process? Do you do you like do you like heavily outline and then and then because uh, I I've never written a full book. I've I've it, yeah, I'm, it's kind of I like to have an outline first, but usually while I'm outlining, drafting kind of. You know, you start thinking how you want to word stuff and how you want it to go. So that gets into drafting. But then halfway through a draft of whatever you're trying to say, you realize you need to do a little more research to to talk about it effectively. So that takes you back into research. So I kind of I kind of take a scattergun approach, I guess, would be a good good answer. So it's not really a process. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how it usually tends to go. But it's kind of just whatever's in my head that day that I can I can wrap it around, I guess. Yeah. What is a it, is it great has question? It changed, what a terrible answer I've given. Has it changed with your son? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because now he's in the world, so 
Yeah, and obviously that's that's priority one. So I'm I'm kind of yeah. learning in real time how to work in working on a book with raising a baby. It's, if anyone has tips, I'll take them. I'll take them. <laughs> Great question, Michael. Thank you for asking. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, Michael asks, uh, any one Bigfoot story that just freaked you out when doing your investigation interviews? I want to make sure we got to this one. Freaked me out. I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm sure there are. I mean, we've heard so many. Um, Russ Jones told one that's in one of the early episodes of, uh, Sasquatch on earth. Actually, it might've been the last episode, the, um, the, uh, sound of terror episode, but he talks about these two girls going camping and having an encounter with this like Bigfoot that like did some really weird stuff with its, like the, the way it was standing is bizarre and really unsettling and that's one of the ones where i remember thinking well if that happened to me i would probably never go in the woods again um and that just happened while filming the sasquatch on earth series obviously a lot of the stuff that we got into with land of the missing was really unsettling and weird um there was a, the the story about um fred roll in the cabin being attacked uh that one's super super sketchy um and upsetting in a way but um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, almost every time we do a, some sort of Sasquatch movie, we, we come across a story in there that, that kind of throws, throws a curveball at you. It's kind of inevitable if you're talking to people, you know, about these life-altering mm-hmm. experiences they've had. So that's a great question, Michael. Thank you. Yeah. Well, folks, we're, we're coming up on the hour. Um, Seth, any closing thoughts for us? Any uh, any. Oh, this is where I was going to ask you for advice for new filmmakers, but oh yeah, um, <laughs> had a great no, audience. Closing, <laughs> yeah, closing thoughts is just like the series. The series has been a blast to make, and we're really hoping we can do more of this this stuff in the in 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 West Virginia. We really, it's a neighboring state for me, so I can get over there easily. I know the next series I want to do is going to be based here in Ohio, but um, you know it's it all comes down to um, the focus. I just got so weirded out by a question. Uh, <laughs> ever found a deceased human in your Bigfoot searches? No, I've never, <laughs> never seen a deceased human in the woods. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, they're all rolling. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, now we know. <laughs> but you know what? Real quick too. I want to hit this one. Cause I, I actually, I've only seen this is the first person I've seen asking for YouTube content on DVD or Blu-ray and I'm a hundred percent down for it. We have to see an audience interest in it. Um, it wouldn't be a part of the Kickstarter, but we are, we're totally down to do that. Uh, we just need to know that enough people are interested in, in, in seeing it on DVD or Blu-ray or they want to own it on DVD or Blu-ray. We absolutely, we would do that. But, um, Okay. Yeah. The, the series is just, just, you know, watch the series and, and support it with likes. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure you're subscribing. Um, if you watch the land of the missing, please go leave a review on Amazon. Uh, we, those, those are so helpful, uh, to the overall success of the movie. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all my final thoughts. Thanks. A huge thanks to Les Odell and Andrew Smith because they gave up an entire day to go film that episode with us. And Les was coming off of work and I'm sure he was exhausted and probably didn't want to hang out with me uh, for, for like <laughs> the 20th time in the woods. Um, so big, you know, Russ, Russ Jones and Ron and Joe and just everyone involved in, in the making of that series, a huge huge thanks to them the the we wouldn't be able to do you know do this stuff if it wasn't for for people like that absolutely yeah and thank you to everybody who's turned out tonight thank you for all the questions you guys asked you know i always leave i, I read and i have to do notes i always write in my notes audience questions and you guys you always deliver i love it so keep an eye on this this space what on the small town monsters youtube channel like and subscribe like seth said because it helps us grow mm-hmm. helps more people find the content which means we can make more content 
more people that watch the movies, more movies we can make. Um, also, keep an eye on our socials. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, slash X, slash whatever it's called next week. Uh, we're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. So check us out there. You can keep an eye on new updates, get early news about stuff. But other than that, you guys have a great rest of your weekend. And thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Small Town Monsters Broadcasting Network. If you enjoyed this show, consider giving it a like, review, rating, or sharing it with a friend. And be sure to visit smalltownmonsters.com for more info about this and other STM projects.